is still September 17th, 9.07 in the evening. And we are in 1 Samuel chapter 11 now. So Saul has been appointed king. And then he's presented as king to the people. And some people are cool with it and some people are not too happy with it. So let's see what happens. Saul's deliverance of Jabesh Gilead or Jabesh Gilead, however you want to say that. I'll just say Jabesh. It's easy. Uh, all right. Chapter 11. Nahash, the Ammonite, came up and laid siege to Jabesh Gilead. All the men of Jabesh said to him, make a treaty with us and we will serve you. Nahash, the Ammonite, replied, I'll make one with you on this condition that I gouge out everyone's right eye and humiliate all Israel. Don't do anything to us for seven days, the elders of Jabesh said to him. And let us send messengers throughout the territory of Israel. If no one saves us, we will surrender to you. That's a weird request. Verse 4. When the messengers came to Gibeah, Saul's hometown, and told the terms to the people, all wept aloud. Just then, Saul was coming in from the field behind his oxen. What's the matter with the people? Why are they weeping? Saul inquired. And they repeated to him the words of the men from Jabesh. When Saul heard these words, the spirit of God suddenly came powerful on it, powerful on him, and his anger burned furiously. <laughs> he took a team of oxen, cut them in pieces, and sent them throughout the territory of Israel by messengers who said, This is what will be done to the ox of anyone who doesn't march behind Saul and Samuel. As a result, the terror of the Lord fell on the people, and they went out to unite it. Hmm. He's like, hey. He's like, hey, wow. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty pretty interesting. I'm just gonna put wow. He's like, if y'all don't wanna either you're for us or you're against us. Wanna talk about faith. Alright, Saul counted them at Bazek. There were 300,000 Israelites and 30,000 men from Judah. He told the messengers who had come, tell this to the men of Jabesh Gilead. Deliverance will be yours tomorrow by the time the sun is hot. So the messengers told the men of Jabesh and they rejoiced. Verse 10, then the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, tomorrow we will come out and you can do whatever you want to us. Mm. The next day, Saul organized the troops into three divisions. During the morning watch, they invaded the Ammonite camp and slaughtered them until the heat of the day. There were survivors, but they were so scattered that no two of them were left together. Saul's confirmation as king. Afterward, the people said to Samuel, who said that Saul should not reign over us? Like, yeah, who, are all, who are all the ones hating? Where are all the haters at now? I'm going to put, yeah, where are all those Saul haters now? 
Hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to find where my where I left off at. I lost my spot. All right, verse 12. Let's read that again. Afterward, the people said to Samuel, oh, that's where it was. Afterward, the people said to Samuel, who said that Saul should not reign over us? Give us those men so we can kill them. Oh, yes, kill the haters. All right. But Saul ordered, no one will be executed this day. For today, the Lord has provided deliverance in Israel. Well, those guys got a free, got, yeah, Saul was being nice. All right. Then Samuel said to the people, come, let's go to Gilgal so we can renew the kingship there. So all the people went to Gilgal and there in the Lord's presence, they made Saul king. There they sacrificed fellowship offerings in the Lord's presence and Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and then we will shut it down for the night. Nahash, the Ammonite and his army, the... The first test of Saul's reign laid siege to Jabesh Gilead, located about 25 miles south of the Sea of Galilee. The townspeople were so ill-prepared to defend themselves that they agreed to Nahash's humiliating and crippling treaty terms. Nahash was so confident that no one would come to rescue them that he agreed to give them a week to send out an SOS and await response. Hmm... Israel's new king was not out plowing, apparently having returned to Israel's new king was out plowing. Not out, I don't know why I said not. Israel's new king was out plowing, apparently having returned to his former life for the time being. When he heard about Nahash's threats against his people, he was suddenly empowered by the spirit of God in his fierce anger. A great victory over an enemy that had been menacing Israel solidified Saul's position as king in the eyes of the people. And according to Samuel's speech in chapter 12, that he dealt with Nahash in particular made Saul's victory even more impressive. People were so taken with Saul that they wanted to execute his naysayers, maybe the same wicked men who had snubbed him at his coronation. But Saul extended grace, acknowledging that the Lord had provided deliverance. Unfortunately, this would be the spiritual high point of Saul's reign. And Tony is not holding any punches on. He's setting this up to know, but Saul's life ends pretty tragically. All right. Gilgal was a historic site where the Israelites had first camped after entering the promised land during the conquest under Joshua. The purpose of the meeting was twofold, to confirm Saul as Israel's king and to confirm the people's commitment to him as such. All right, let's hop on this Romans road. These these ones are pretty straightforward. It really gets juicier once David enters the picture. So this is a lot of buildup. Lots and lots of buildup. As I say, the plot thickens. Let's see here, because we have yeah, 31 chapters in 1 Samuel. And that was, that was chapter 11. So we got 20 more chapters left in this book. And then there's a whole nother book called 2 Samuel, for those of you all that didn't know. All right, here we go.
Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short or fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the cost of the wages of, of this sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal or everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's forever, forever, ever, ever, ever. Romans 5 eight says, But God demonstrated or showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10.13 Romans 10.13 says, For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. And lastly, Romans 10.9-10 says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart men believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So to ask Jesus in your heart, to sincerely can say this prayer, and you can say it in your own words, at the, at the end of the day, as long as you mean it, God hears you. So you can say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave or was resurrected from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, amazing name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. I apologize if I sound a little bit sleepy on these episodes. I am, and I'm trying to adjust back to waking up early again because last night I just wanted to finish up, get to that 5,000 number in my deliveries. I did it. Though he seems Anyway, yeah, we did it. And, yeah. Then I, yeah, I woke up kind of late, but then I went out and drove for about six hours and decided to come home early. And I remember why I go to bed earlier now. So, yeah, I'm trying to get and be asleep by 10. It takes a minute to wind down. Doing these episodes is helping and reading before bed, you know, calms me down. So, it's my mind after working all, driving all day. It just, a lot of times it takes a while to settle down. So anyway, God bless you all. Have an amazing day tomorrow. And yeah, my church is having a picnic tomorrow. So I think it's from like three to six or something like that. Or one, I can't remember what the time is. I was thinking about going, but I really don't. Yeah, I I'm on this grind now. Like I feel like before the end of the year, I'm just on back on grind mode. I'm just gonna drive and drive and drive and drive, make these deliveries, and the goal is to pay off the rest of this back child support. And uh, yeah, pay off this back child support. And set aside some money so I can get my own, buy my own place. I really don't want to rent. So. And just be completely out of debt. I need, I need the president to come through with that bill that's going to wipe. They got real quiet all of a sudden on that bill that was supposed to to erase our student loans, or at least a portion of it. I need y'all to, I need them to come back with that conversation.
or at least make legislation so you can file bank including in bankruptcy. I would don't want to do that, but shoot. Ah, oh, every time every time I think about that balance, I'm like, why in the world did I go to college in the first place? Like, how did I manage to get duped like everybody else? And I don't know. It'd be one thing if I actually used my degree for something. But I ended up in banking and I and I got a master's in finance, but I'm not really technically using it right now. So I guess that's some I, I'm trusting and believing at some point it'll all make sense, it'll all come full circle and I'll utilize my degree and things that I've learned in a higher capacity at some point. But for now, <laughs> I really didn't have to go to college and rack up all these student loans uh, to do what I'm doing now. Anyway, I'm rambling and I don't want to come across as complaining, but some somebody out there relates to what I'm talking about when I'm saying. Anyway, God bless y'all. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to y'all later.